Good morning and welcome to the Automation Morning Show for Tuesday, December 5th, 2023. I hope you had a great weekend. My name is Sean Tierney, and this is a show where I cover what's new and happening in industrial automation. And like I was just saying, I hope you had a great weekend. And uh, we got a lot of news to cover today, so we'll jump right in. Um, you may notice the uh, little disarray here in the office. We've got wires and cables and all kinds of stuff going on because... Uh, I am uh, filming, uh, pic taking pictures. Actually, right now I'm taking pictures before I do the uh, hardware lessons for my updated courses. I got to get all of the new products I've acquired over the last few years and get them under the camera because I'm building new presentations to go with each lesson. So before I show you how to put the hardware together for each of these PLC courses, I have to run through and introduce you to the hardware. I know a lot of people already know what this, these products are, but there are new people coming into our industry all the time and people coming from other vendors all the time. So we like to make sure we cover all of the hardware in detail. So that's why the place is kind of a mess and it will probably be a mess for the next uh, several shows at least. So in any case, with that disclaimer out there, an excuse for my messy studio, let's all go ahead and get started here. And uh, we're going to go ahead and start with a reminder that if you do enjoy these uh, morning news updates about industrial automation, uh, please give us a like, a sub, and a share, because that is the fuel that keeps this show on the air. So I really appreciate everybody who does so. I know some of you do it every, almost every show or every show, and I really appreciate you guys. You're the best. And with that, um, I do want to thank this morning's sponsor, and that is theautomationschool.com, where you'll find my courses on PLC, HMI, and SCADA products. From there, we will go over to our first article today. Haven't seen something new from Fanook in a while. Haven't seen, I checked on their last blog, it was back in June. So when I saw this, uh, yes, last night, I was like, oh cool, something new to talk about for Nook. And uh, they're interesting, introducing a new M710ID slash 50M robot. You know what I forgot to do? I forgot to check over here. The chat is up if you're watching the live stream. And I just wanted to make sure the audio and everything looks good. It does, okay. So in any case, really the big, big difference with this new model is a couple things. First of all, it has this curved arm here, right? So it gives it greater clearances. And then it can do up to, I think it's 50 kilograms, yep. So in any case, if you're familiar with the M710 line, you can see all the different models here. This is the newest one, the D50M. So congratulations to Fanuc on their uh, new product release. From there, we go over to um, a new product from PNF. Now, we had talked about their new 5G cell phone, right, smartphone for hazardous locations. Now they're releasing an update to their tablet, 10-inch tablet with 5G. It's the world's first 10-inch tablet based on Android that has 5G in it. And um, it also has Wi-Fi 6E, which is the latest iteration, or last time I checked, the latest iteration of Wi-Fi. And um, very interesting product, so if you work in a, Class 1 Div 2 hazardous uh, area, and you need a big screen, right, and you need 5G, uh, definitely check this uh, new product out from PNF. And with that, we'll go over to our next story here. And, you know, this happens sometimes, you know, when you pull up stuff. I'll do a refresh here and see if it comes up. And uh, the uh, the file I use to open up all the tabs, sometimes it overloads the, uh, the, uh, the server out there, and uh, they can't get them all. But I noticed this over at Six website. They were to, uh, had a new uh, uh, article about their Connect X software. We've talked about this in, in the past. This is software that connects to your sensors and other devices 
and then feeds it to your uh, higher level systems. And so, you know, maybe you don't have a SCADA system. Maybe you don't have a OPC suite that's serving up data. Well, this is where six connect X can come in. And so I'll leave a link there. You can see they have a list of features and benefits, you know, it supports things like OPC UA, IO link, MQTT and so on. So this seems like a solution where if you don't have a PLC with IO link master in the mix, or you don't have a, a skater HMI in the mix and you need to get data from your sensors to maybe the cloud or to a server or to some application, this is an option for you to consider. From there, we go over to Inductive and they just released another uh, update. They've released a lot of updates this year. And uh, this is Ignition 8.1.34. And this includes what they're calling their most requested feature, the Tag Reference Tracker. And reading through it, I thought it was pretty interesting how they implemented this and uh, the details that it can go into. So when you're in the tag browser, you can click on, select the tag and click on View Tag Diagnostics. And this will bring up uh, where everywhere the tag is used and kind of like a history of where it was used as well. As far as data reads and writes, if I'm reading it correctly, love to get a, a inductive back on the show to talk about this more, especially since they had so many updates this year. But in any case, very interesting. That's not the only feature they had in here. They had a lot of other features in here. The template menu uh, was updated, because, especially for large projects. It was a little, the unordered list was a little uh, awkward for some applications. And then I definitely love the updates to the touchscreen keyboard, where you can uh, give it like a, a percent of the screen size. Like here, you can see they do 75% of the screen, which is very helpful if you're using multiple different devices to access it you know, with different screen sizes, right? Not everything's 1080p. And as some, you know, some phones are much better than 1080p and some older devices like 10 inch tablets are less, right? So in any case, uh, very interesting improvements there and just a lot of improvements uh, in the software. So um, if you are using Ignition uh, or following Inductive, check that out. From there, we go over to Profi News, new products for December. We've got a lot of new products, some we've covered previously, some we have not. So let's go ahead and take a look at it. First up in Profi News is the Shockproof Inductive Couplers. We've talked about these quite a bit from Turk. And uh, so that's number one. Number two is another Turk product. And this is uh, HF Read Write Head with Profinet S2 System Redundancy. So this is your RFID uh, high frequency reader with S2 Redundancy. And uh, we did cover this in the past. Um, here's one we did not cover. This is not a vendor I've been following, but I, I will try to add them to the list if I remember. And that is um, new signal lamps and control box with IO-Link. So you can see pictures here if you're watching. And so these control boxes kind of like look a little bit like the ones we covered from, um, I think it was PNF. Um, they're very low profile uh, LED pilot lights. Um, these look like just standard lights, not um, multicolored and um, also signaling beacons or lamps. So very interesting there. IO link, of course, is uh, something we cover. Um, this is next product is a small and powerful managed switch with Profinet. So this is from Indu Soul, S-O-L. And uh, they have these uh, small switches. I, they're, they're saying it's really, really small, but looking at it, it's not as small as some of the other vendors we've actually had on the show. So, but in any case, hey, it's definitely an option out there if you want to check it out. Now, this one I did not see on the IFM website. I try to check that every day I do a show. And uh, for December, we're doing Tuesdays and Thursdays, if, if you didn't catch that last week. And um, this is a space-saving 
speed monitor with IO-Link from IFM. So this is the DI-1600. And so they look like, if you're, if you're listening, you're not watching, they look like Inductaproxes. And uh, these have IO-Link built in. So uh, congratulations on the product release from IFM. And um, we also have flexible robot cable for Profinet from Harting. Okay, so they're no stranger to flexible cable. And uh, this has IP65 and 67 protection. And um, they, they said it's uh, M12 decoded cable assemblies for Profinet. Um, let's see what else we have here. Now, this is, a, this is a, a company that wasn't doing any updates, so I took them off the list. I'll look at adding them back. But Kahlo Gavazi, I know I said that wrong. Kahlo Gavazi? Um, they've released full electric laser sensors with IO-Link. Okay, so this is their LD30 PBR uh, IO devices. So they have distance uh, sensing from 100 millimeters, 300 millimeters, and 600 millimeters. And so if you're interested in those, check those out. We have a new capacitor measurement controller with Profinet. Now, I don't think a lot of us would use something like this. So I'd love to hear if you guys are using capacitive measurement controllers. I'd love to hear what you're using it in. But this is from Micro Epsilon, and it's their Kappa CDT. <laughs> Captain, I don't even know what that's supposed to, is that supposed to spell something? Um, sorry guys, it's early in the morning here. Um, so there it is, it's the 6200 series, uh, hearkening back to uh, that old DOS software that many of us used to use. Uh, from there we go over to uh, Siemens, they have a new SciTop PSU8400. I did not see this on Siemens website as an announcement, but um, they have the new SciTop uh, PSU8400 with IO Link, very, very cool. And um, then we have some PoE switches with Profinet built in from Pearl Systems, another new uh, vendor for me. And then um, we did cover this one, the uh, Pills um, IOLink Master and their Holistic Safe System Solution. So this thing covers, uh, you know, many of the products we've called uh, covered from Pills, including the PSEN Op2 and uh, Pit Gate Box. Uh, the Safety Master, the PDP67, IOLS, and so on. And then I think this is the last one here, Pneumatic Positioning with IOLink. Uh, Schnunk, Schunk, 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 released uh, their uh, PPD, I'm assuming. It's the only part number I see there with IOLink as well. So that was a lot of stuff. Uh, from there, we go over to our sponsored product for today. Today, we're going to talk about, because of the hardware in front of me, the Control Logics Level 1 and 2 course. This course does include, let me go full screen here. This course does include um, the new Ultimate Edition, which is why all this hardware is on the table. I got to take pictures of it, as I said in the opening, so I can finish up the, the over, hardware overview PowerPoints, brand new, brand new uh, slide deck I'm preparing for. The, and the slide decks will eventually be available as a manual that you can buy as a companion to the Ultimate course, but uh, First things first, we got to get the cost done before we can produce a manual for it. But in any case, so if you purchase the Control Logics Level 1 and 2 course before January, you're going to get the ultimate cost for free. In January, I'll be redoing the website, changing up. I'll, I'll um, be making the uh, my PAC Basics course available without the Ultimate Edition at a slightly less price, but the Ultimate Edition will be kind of the premium package that we're offering. So if you... 
if you just wanted to get something really inexpensively, you could just get the older product and not get the newer product. But today, you get them all in one, and um, you know it's a forever class. You get it. You get support forever. We had some great questions come in this week over at the school, and it's only two days into the week, so really love that. Had a, some great questions on the Siemens course. Had some great questions in the PLC courses. So, and I'm still working with that vendor to build us our very own PLC app sim which I'm really excited about testing it. We've been going back and forth in alphas. So I'm really excited about that. That, um, that will be free for anybody who is enrolled in any PLC course in the automation school. So even if you bought our very first course back in almost 10 years ago now, you'll get this free SIM and it's really cool. And it, I think it'll be for, as a learning tool for our students, it's gonna be awesome because you won't require anything. You can just install this little app on your computer. It is PC based and you'll be able to uh, simulate all the lessons that we do in the courses. So in any case, uh, from there, we go over to an article from uh, Locust Robotics, and this is a history of robots in warehouses. So I thought it's not a very long article, excuse me. <clears throat> it's not a very long article, but I thought it was very interesting, so I wanted to share it with you this morning. And from there, we go over to an article from Cognix, and this article is about, let me close this little pop-up. This article is about um, it's time to invest in automated inspection for meat and poultry. And so typically you think this is done by a, you know, a qualified person, but this article goes through and talks about how you can actually do a lot of the inspection uh, with a vision system. So I thought that was very interesting and they kind of explain this. So if you're interested in that, check this article out. From there, we go back over to Profi News, and they're talking about MTP, modular type packages. And um, I just think this is a very interesting type of standard, and, and um, they, they, this article goes through how they're working, how they've been chosen to host the um, N MTP technology by uh, Nomura and Zev, Z-V-E-I, and, um, you know, they do this for IO-Link, they do this for Omlocks, of course for Profinet and Profibus. But in any case, uh, you know, I brought up another point. So this, this article kind of explains what they're doing with MTP. Uh, and um, we've talked about MTP in the past. They actually have some great articles up here on MTP and what it is and how it's going to affect our industry or how they think it will. But in any case, um, you know, the whole idea be behind uh, uh, Profi International Right, a lot of times people think, hey, they're just Profinet and Profibus, right? They're like, they're like uh, ODVA is just device net control net Ethernet, right? Well, um, th that's not true. They also manage uh, IO-Link, they're managing MTP, they're managing Omlocks, and um, if you want to get a good idea of what they do, right? And with IO-Link probably being the most widely interused technology between all vendors, right? Um, check out Podcast Seventy Six where I had Michael Bound on. And I, I always say Michael Brown, my apologies, Michael, but Michael Brown of PI North America. He really does a great job explaining what PI International does or Profi International does and how they're more than just Profinet and Profibus, right? And uh, he kind of goes over and gives us an update on, on the four things, four major things they were covering there, including IO Link. So um, great podcast with Michael. From there, we go over to an article from Stahl about the current status of Ethernet APL. So you may not know, Ethernet APL is single peer Ethernet, but for use in 
all areas, including hazardous location, intrinsically safe areas, right? And so this standard was developed by 12 different companies. We've covered this many times in the past. A lot of the big names, I think Endress Hauser and PNF, and a lot of the big names are involved in this, right? But they also, they're working with uh, organizations, four organizations like, and I think they have it in here, uh, the Fieldcom Group, which is probably less of, you're less familiar with. I believe they're the ones behind our, oh, no, I can't remember. Is it Hart? They're behind, uh, um, I can't remember what it was. It'll come to me. ODVA, which we know, Ethernet, uh, DeviceNet, ControlNet. Um, OPC Foundation, which needs no introduction. And then PI, we were just talking about. Profi International. And uh, this really does a good job, I think, this article about bringing the reader up to speed on where Ethernet APL it is. It is ready for deployment. The products are out and a lot more products are coming next year. So I thought it was a good article and I wanted to share it with you guys this morning. From there, we go over to another good article. This is from Oriental Motor. And this is an educational article about encoded technologies. Now, many of us who have been around the block many times, we, um, that so many times we can't count, um, we, we probably know most of what's in here, right? So as I was reading through this, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But in any case, if you have a junior person on your staff or you have a, 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 a youngster in your life that's uh, doing a science fair or building a robot, um, this is very educational. And I love it when the vendors put these educational articles out. And so uh, if, if you have a need for this, uh, please share it out to those who you think could use it. From there, we go over to a nice article from Software Toolbox about MQTT, specifically about understanding quality of service. So a lot of people are starting to get up to speed on MQTT, but, but uh, I, this really talks about quality of service, and I thought it was very interesting, and uh, I learned some things reading it. And uh, you got uh, QoS 0, QoS 1, QoS 2, and you know quality of service is used in, in all kinds of things, including in your router at home. You have a QoS setting most of the time. Most routers do. So in any case, and then this goes back to how they implement this in their software. But very interesting article there. Next up, we have an article from Obviously MDT, and I didn't get a chance to see what the podcast is. I'm going to be editing it after the show is done um, and uploaded and published, and all the links are added to automate.news. But um, I know we do have an excellent podcast coming up, or show coming up with Obviously MDT, and I say that because... I think they do an excellent demo in it too, but it'll probably go out as a podcast because I believe they do a, a, a beginning uh, overview, which I found is kind of the requirement. If it's a demo only, we release it as the automation demo. But in this case, I think it's great for the audio audience as well. But uh, that may be this week. I got to check. Um, in any case, uh, this is a, an article about their new reporting dashboard. So you'll see when I finally do release that episode with uh, obviously MDT, you'll see that their, um, their Octoplant, which is kind of a strange name, right? But their Octoplant software, the next generation of autosave and version dog, it's a really slick looking package, very well, you know, uh, well designed and uh, good looking software. And this is just an article about the new reporting dashboard that's inside of it. Uh, from there, we go to the guide of today. And today we're going to feature our Control Logics Guide. Now, the automationblog.com, over the last 10 years, I've published or hired freelancers to write for me over 1,700 articles and videos. I've done all the videos, but most of the articles are mine, but we do have a couple of hundred from freelancers who have provided great insight. I see comments on them all the time. Thanks for sharing. 
So um, we've had some great partners right for us. And um, when it comes to control logics, we have over, well, let's just, um, what does it say here? We have over 170 articles and videos. Now, some are generic, like how to find your local Rockwell distributor. And, uh, you know, some are more specific, like seven things you need to know before using control logics. And some things actually get into specifics. Uh, we'll go down here to the bottom, especially from, you know, this hardware I don't have, like redundant hardware. I don't have a redundant uh, redundancy modules. Um, so uh, we'll have uh, uh, freelancers write about redundancy, write about things they're seeing in the field, um, integrating with hardware that we don't have at the automation school. And we also, of course, we've had Rockwell on the show. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but we've had Rockwell on the show, along with many other vendors, many, many times. And so all of those interviews and, and uh, sit-downs with the vendors are in here as well. In this case, with Rockwell, they're all in here. So that is the, the uh, Automation Blogs Control Logics Guide. And again, how do you find that? You just go to guides right here at theautomationblog.com. From there, we go over to Aviva. This, I thought this was an article. It turned out to be an application story. And I thought it was interesting because it's an application story about their, um, well, let me just tell you the title of the article, Taking Engineering from Document-Centric to Data-Centric. And it talks about uh, sharing data with your, uh, you know, an end user sharing it with their uh, vendors, right? So their OEMs or SIs. And I thought it was pretty interesting. It talks about some of the new features they have in their software. Uh, it talks about their unified engineering and um, goes through a couple different customers and how they deployed it. So if you're just tuning in, we get about 22 minutes into that show and then my computer just froze, which never happens. So I don't know, maybe it's on its way out. Maybe time to build another PC. I don't want to because of the expense, but I just have to have a reliable computer, you know, because I'm using <laughs> 10 hours a day, right? So you got to have a reliable one, right? So in any case, um, let's see, where were we? So we were here. I'm not going to go through this article again in case uh, all of that went through to you. The link will be, this is the uh, case study from, um, and I'm still looking around to make sure everything's working here. The stream says it's going Everything seems to be going good. Okay, so um, this is the article on a, from Aviva. It's a case study about using the unified engineering. And uh, there will be a link, if you missed my summary of it, there will be a link with all the links at some point over at automate.news. Now with that said, let's see here. Let's see if we can get the live stream continuing here. Part two. Um, from there, we went over to an article from Mitsubishi, and this is a new uh, application article about how a, a company recently implemented a full Mitsubishi system with VFDs, PLCs, and assort, and CC-Link IE TSN on a system. And uh, they were a very old system, 30 years old, and I'm actually going to include a link. Not This is just a blurb. I'll actually include a link to the, uh, the uh, full-blown application uh, profile. And I thought it was interesting, so I wanted to share it with you guys this morning. Now, one thing they had in here that I was kind of like, was I didn't know how to take it, quite honestly, was they kept referring to gray beards. Now, my beard's been gray since my 40s, right? Since I was in the 40s a long time ago. And um, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, all right, so you get out of college at 20 or 22. You work to 65, 67. Maybe you never stop working. Um, so most of your life, you're going to have a gray beard. So... I it's like, was this a, like a younger, you know, recent college graduate, like trying to pick on the majority of us who go gray uh, in our 40s? I don't know. But uh, in any case, I was just like, what's going on? You know, 
sometimes you're reading these things early in the morning, you know, three, four o'clock in the morning, you're kind of like, so that was me this morning. In any case, from there we go to events, events, and let's take a look at the first one is from Horner Automation. We had a great, uh, recorded a great episode of the show with them. And I don't know when it's going to release, but uh, we had a great time uh, catching up on all things Horner Automation. And they have a, uh, a, a new uh, event coming up. This is one of their weekly series of uh, webinars. And this is using lookup tables in Ladder Logic. And um, this is on December 12th at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. So if you're interested, check that out. From there, we go over to um, Odyssey MDT. And I, I don't I never feel like I'm saying that like Odyssey, right? MDT was easier to say. <laughs> um, and this is a this is a uh, online uh, webinar. It's called Connected Systems, Smarter Workflows, and Better Version Control, Enhancing Manufacturing Automation. And this is on December thirteenth, twenty twenty three. Uh, this is eleven a.m. Ah, EST, uh, Daylight Savings Time is over. So I'm thinking that's supposed to be EDT, not EST. Oh, no, that's, that stands for standard. <laughs> that is correct. So, yeah, it's going to just be one of those days. <laughs> um, but in any case, if you're interested in that, click on that link. And then we go over to Cognex, and they have a... Um, how to Automate Complex Lab Diagnostics with Easy-to-Use AI event. This is coming on December 14th at 11 a.m. EST, which is the right time, Eastern Standard Time, not Daylight Time. So with that, we go over to a video from Opto22. Now, this is part of their Opto blog, but I got this in the video section because it's a video. And I really didn't know what to think of this, except that it was very well produced. As I was watching that, and I won't spoil the end for you, but um, Terry, I thought it was very well produced, and uh, the video was edited well and produced well and very interesting, but I had no, what is this all about? So I'm not going to spoil the end for you, but uh, it was fun to get to the end and watch what, what he was actually doing. So from there, we go over to a video, and I was having problems getting this to play on my other computer, but this, and of course, because of the reboot, um, things are not in the same order. I know I got to do this every time I come to the site. You wish it would save it, but it doesn't. But in any case, what I was going to highlight was the DP level seal systems. And unfortunately, when you open up the video in a new tab, it doesn't give you the title. So um, in any case, I didn't get to watch this, but I had planned to share this with you today because all their videos are usually very good. Let's see if it plays. So in any case, if you're interested in these type of Rosemont dp level systems uh, you can check this out this is a full unboxing and overview of the product and uh, because i didn't get to watch it because of everything going on i um i'm not gonna spend any more time on it so let's go ahead and pause it <laughs> and go on to the next story now this video i just thought this was so fun to uh, watch this little clip here and um, you can see this is a wheeled four-legged real wheeled Four-legged robot with wheeled feet, okay, or, or wheels as feet. And I just thought it was very cool. It's opening doors. It's throwing boxes into bins. And unlike a lot of robots we see, they have this thing cranked up as far as speed. And there's a very cool video here as well. I'm looking at the time. Because of time, I'm just going to keep going. But you may want to check that out. As far as firmware, uh, we did see some new ET200SP firmware for, from Siemens. 
And as far as updates, we did see a new update 22 for WinCC 7.4 SP1. Um, so if you're using that, you may want to check out that latest update. Now, as far as literature, Rockwell has really been pounding out the manuals. I, I tell you, the amount of manuals they released in the last couple of weeks is pretty amazing. I'm happy because, um, it, you know, I'm doing my new courses, so I'm going to have all the updated manuals, you know, at the same time. I know in the past, when I was doing courses, the manuals were very old, and I was contacting them to see if they could update them or when the update was coming out, and none of that came to fruition. But in any case, um, so at the start, we have the uh, Control Logics 5580 and God Logics 5580 Users Manual. So that's a big one. We also, I just want to remind you, if you want to get up to speed on Control Logics in Studio 5000, we had Rockwell's Control Logics group on. I'm, I'm hearing the power of the uh, UPS click on and off, which typically means a low voltage event. I don't know why. But in any case, um, we, uh, this is podcast 114. So um, if you want to get up to speed on that, um, we also had the Studio 5000 group on in podcast 122 talking about V35. Hope to get them back on to talk about V36. Uh, from there, we had uh, new redundant manuals. Now, the redundancy manuals um, for uh, Control Logics typically answer every question you have about setting up a redundant system. I know I used to send people to these manuals all the time because they would have complicated questions. It's like it's all in the book. So this is one case where that's almost always true. So there's a new one for 5580 and, or I should say, updated one for the 5580 and the 5570. From there, we got a bunch of other manuals. We got Logics 5000 General Instructions, God Logics Instruction Set, Plant PAX Instructions. We got Logics 5000 Information and Status. We got Produced and Consumed Tags. We have Security. Um, we also have a lot brand new or updated Logics Echo Getting Results Guide. And just a reminder, if you're not familiar with Logics Echo, it's like a digital twin for the 5580. We had them on in Podcast 85 that tell us all about it when they launched the product. So great episode. I really enjoyed learning about that. From there, we go over, and this is an interest to a lot of people, converting PLC5 and Slick 500 to Logics. So that's a, that manual's been updated. I did not get a chance to look at this. I know a lot of people have been asking, hey, the manual doesn't show the new procedure that I cover in my articles over at the Automation Blog. I'm hoping they did update this to include that. Um, otherwise, you can just go to automationblog.com, look that up. It'll be in you know either the PLC5, Slick 500, or Logics guides. I think I put it in all three. Then we have FactorTalk VUSE Users Guide. And this is for version 14, which is brand new. I did sit in those sessions at Automation Fair. I got to find time to check the app again to see if they've put the presentations in it. Because I checked before vacation. They weren't there yet, which is kind of disappointing. But in any case, if you want to get up to speed on where Factory Talk View is before version 14 released, Podcast 164, we had them on the show to talk all about that. And um, we're hoping to get them back on to talk about it, uh, version 14. Uh, with that, we also had an updated Factory Talk Alarm and Events Guide come out. We had an updated Factory Talk View Machine Edition Users Manual come out. And an updated viewpoint quick start guide. So you can see all these manuals. I mean, this is like, if you're using Rockwell, this is like every manual you want to have on your hard drive, right? We also had a new Factory Talk links getting results guide. Now, I had some people uh, posting on the blog saying, hey, I can't get the old PC, uh, the, 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 the copy and paste Excel working anymore. I'm like, DCOM is defunct right now. So I says, I, I've not researched that, but I do know from our podcast with Ron Bliss, who I get to say, no, did I see him at the, I don't know if I saw him at Automation Fair, but I did get to um, see a lot of the Rockwell folks at Automation Fair. But in any case, 
We did have Ron on uh, Podcast 140 to bring us all through Factor Talk links, and it does almost everything that the old Iris Links Classic does now, including it has this great new interface with Office. So if you're using Microsoft Office and you want to get data out of your, uh, you know, out of links, then take a look at this. He really describes that, and it's very interesting stuff. Podcast 140. We also have an RS Links Classic Getting Results Guide. This is for version 4.3. Not sure what they updated in that, but that's always a good one to have. And of course, one of my favorite products, Factory Talk Batch, the Batch View Users Manual. So I haven't used Batch in oh, going on 10 years now, but I always was a big fan of that product. From there, we had three new uh, documents from Emerson. We had a new data sheet on Delta V Flex. We also had a new data sheet on Delta V Edge. And I think they took the third one out because it was dated October. So it's a little bit older than what we'd like to cover. And finally, is everything still working? Am I on? Is this thing live? Um, oh, I, it really bugs me when they do this. They change the URLs and the, 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 uh, you lose the link. People, 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 when you change the URL of your post, you have to put a link from the old post to the new one. That's what we call being professional. Ay, 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 ay. Any case. Um, <laughs> wait, maybe the article's gone. I thought it was a great article. Uh, so I'm not going to share it. It was about how to use water um, to store energy. I thought it was a good article. And uh, it wasn't what I thought. I thought they were going to talk about how to charge uh, water with electricity. But it was actually talking about storing water at uh, higher elevations. So, if, for instance, you have a lot of wind energy or a lot of solar energy or a lot of extra energy. Um, you know, there are a lot of ways you can store that energy. You may have batteries. But there's also way, there's different systems where you lift weights or you pump water to a higher elevation or fill a tank. And then when you need that energy, you just drain the water and it turns a turbine and generates electricity. So we've talked about a lot of that. Even we talked about converting it to hydrogen and then converting that back to electricity. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. But in any case, apparently they pulled the article. Don't know why. So I can't link to it. Well, I'll try to link to it. It may still be dead. And with that, I want to thank our sponsor. We made it at the end of the show. Woohoo! Hopefully it all turns out. Um, in any case, uh, I want to thank our sponsor, theautomationschool.com. Uh, if you think I missed anything, uh, you can use our news tip link, or if you just want to rant at me for having my computer crash, you can use the talkback link. Um, also want to thank everybody who's following us over at automation.locals.com. This is the member view. We did have some questions and back and forth last week uh, up there with our community. I want to thank everybody who's who's a member over there. And also thank everybody who either picked up a copy of my eBooks or video collections or um, let me back up here, or coffee cups, or t-shirts in our merch shop. Really appreciate you guys. And with that, we now this is really the end of the show. Uh, just a reminder that every link I covered today, even the dead ones, maybe they'll come back and start working again, um, you will find at automate.news. There's no www, there's no .com. I think today might be episode 150, if I remember from last week correctly. Um, maybe it is, maybe it is, 150 shows. That's pretty amazing. And only one computer crashed during all of them, I think. Is, is that true? I don't know. In any case, it's 8.10, right? Many of you probably have already signed off and will finish watching the show later because it's time to get to work, right? And uh, so with that, uh, just a reminder that we are on our uh, December hours. There's a reduced amount of news in December. That's our assumption, and it seems to be panning out that way. So we're going down to twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays, of course, 
I'm very, very busy Monday, Wednesday, Friday working on these new courses, Photo Automation School, and uh, keep to keep the lights on. But in any case, um, I do want to wish you guys an awesome week. And I like to say at the end of every show, I want to just encourage everybody, including myself, to stay courageous, stay fearless, don't let little things like your computer crashing or the stock market crashing or anything else crashing <laughs> to get you down, right? we got to just stay courageous and stay fearless and have an awesome holiday week. And we'll see you back here on Thursday, God willing. And until next time, my friends, peace.